Hi, I'm Ron Moorhead, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's his Hey there, Paranormal Zoners. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious. Your weekly dose of all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the Mr. Kool-Aid Man look going for him today, <laughs> Michael Garbno. Um, that just popped into the top of my head. Round and, and, no, see, and reddish. I was just going for the reddish, and now I realize that that sounded really mean on my part. I am sorry. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> see, now we need to film a Patreon bit of you, like, crashing through a wall. Yeah, with this red shirt on. But if you look up. It's a Shazam shirt. Hey, there you go. Shazam. Looks pretty good. It was kind of funny when we first met up here, not even 10 minutes ago, I was like taken aback by the clarity of Mike's webcam video. And and, and he said, it must be my shirt. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) It's like, okay, I guess Mike has supernatural clothing that affects (laughs) the ability of his webcam. But yeah anyways it's good to see you mike thanks for making this early wednesday recording work or ah this is thursday what the hell am i talking about this yeah we were gonna do wednesday but uh you know the spontaneity or the lack of it sometimes it uh you know changed things up a bit yep and i threw the i I threw the option out at you and said well we can do it tomorrow and then you you jumped all over that you said yep that'd be great and it did yeah it actually helped a lot yes and so and then i was like you know what I got things to do later this evening. Uh, I can probably leave work early today. I've got PTO that I need to use up uh, anyhow. And I was like, I'm going to throw it out to Mike and see if we can start recording around 3 in the afternoon. And he, Mike said, yeah. Mike counteracted with, how about 3.30? Yeah. <laughs> so, and we settled yeah. on a, uh, apparently about 3.38. Yeah, well, I, yeah, exactly. Well, I say 3.41 on my my end, but hey, close enough. Yeah, well, I'm just, I was kind of counting back at when we probably did start. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you're right. You are almost exactly so. right. So. <laughs> but, but that's okay. This is the beginning. This is our first episode for October 2022. That's right. It's Spooktober, Ghosttober, however you want to refer it's to it. It's Paratober. Paratober. Man, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the best time of the year for a fans of the paranormal and all things creepy and ghoulish and all that good stuff and we do love halloween or samhain very good very good well didn't you just mispronounce it again 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. No, because I always butchered that too, and then your niece politely yes, corrected us. Yes, she did. <laughs> she would know. Yes, yes. It, it's Sam, Sam Jaime. The Sam Jaime time. I don't think that's right either. No. Hey, let's just stick Probably with not. let's just stick with Ghosttober or, or yeah. Creep Creeptober or something. Well, Creeptober that could be any number of things. Creeptober, I don't yeah. Like that one. But I think we got a good one though. We settled on a topic. Uh, was it today? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday, yes. Ooh, so we're early. We're prepared for this one. It's something that we we have definitely covered several times in the past, but you know, well, I should I shouldn't say, but you know, referring to particular cases i don't think we've ever really done a deep dive into alleged poltergeist attacks right um okay terrifying concept Uh, i don't like it talk about creepy i know we focused on the enfield poltergeist before yes that may have been an alternate route podcast episode so it's been a while but we have we have at least four other cases here that are truly just scary as hell if yes they are indeed true and as longtime listeners know dingy ding dingy ding, ding, ding there it is oh <laughs> sounded kind of weak yeah <laughs> the dingy bell needs some work it needs a little bit of a little bit of oil <laughs> it's like it's like you woke it up it's like oh <laughs> I, I, I just about expected instead of a ding come out and say what yeah, amidst exactly. <laughs> a big cloud of dust too just yeah <laughs> i haven't been using that belt enough no yep you need to dust that off man but you don't have to do it again but as long time no long time listeners know this is a uh, one of our favorite topics because it is genuinely 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 but- creepy it's terrifying. Terrifying. And you know, I, I don't want to banter back and forth, Mike, as we always do. I want to get your takes, your thoughts, your opinions on what may actually be going on here in these alleged encounters. Well, first and foremost, Mike, in, in your long life of paranormal activity. <laughs> my, my 60 years of hellish encounters. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know Beelzebub well. <laughs> oh, uh. man. Uh, sorry, but <laughs> oh, that made me laugh there for some reason. Ow! Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> 60 years of hellish encounters. Um, <laughs> not quite, not quite. Uh, but in your, in your lifetime of experiences, when it comes to the paranormal, I'll phrase it that way, have you ever had anything physical happen to you of any nature whatsoever? I got poked in the eye once. <laughs> okay, now are you joking? Okay, God <laughs> yes, damn it. I'm joking. Ah, I can, <laughs> folks. I can never tell the difference between Mike <laughs> when he's serious and when he's, when he's pulling your leg. He has got a terrific poker face, <laughs> poker voice. Um, yes, if there is such a thing as a poker voice, but you know, for a split second, I, I almost, do have that. <laughs> I have believed him for a second. I got poked in the eye. He says. <laughs> Uh, no, a, actually, was it the spirit his, of the of the three stooges? Which one was that? Yeah. Was that Mo? <laughs> <laughs> From way off in the ether, very silently and very quiet, I start to hear. It gets louder and louder. Physically attacked, I have never been, but yeah, 
Have um, you ever seen objects uh, manipulated or moved? Mm. No, not really. You know, okay. this is a. These are things that I am. I have wished for. You know, you you just wish for your your uh, proof positive. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, to see something actually move. Um. Hmm, no. And these are things that we can uh, hopefully. Uh, you know, witness in the Sally house, not to keep bringing up the Sally house every episode, but, but um, to bring it up again, <laughs> yeah. but these are things that we are going to be looking for. I mean, you know, these uh, poltergeist activities. No, 100%. You know, also, I, hopefully we'll remember to do this before we, we uh, run out of time here today. Um, you know, hopefully we, we can discuss maybe the, here, here's that word, Mike, the delineation of you know, or comparing poltergeist activity through like an intelligent ghost simply manipulating physical sure. objects you know what i mean because like there's mm-hmm. stories of the sally house of like the children's toys being moved you know mm-hmm. on their own so is that technically fall is that automatically labeled poltergeist or is that mm-hmm. simply uh just a an ghost? interaction yeah a ghostly interaction mm-hmm. i mean well, I'll, hey, let's start off with that question, Mike. Does that sure. automatically, to you, does that automatically say, well, it's physical in nature, it's moving stuff around? Does that quantify or qualify as poltergeist activities? Or is it, mm. like you said, simply like an intelligent spirit slash ghost slash energy that is somehow manipulating these objects? I think there's a fine line between that because uh, I think in a case like. Um, uh, like uh, I'll take Sally House for example, like the red ball that's uh, in her bedroom. Uh, at least during the um, Ghost Adventures episode, um, it was actually caught on film moving. But I don't think that's so much a poltergeist activity. I think that's more of a, you know, uh, a communication uh, situation because you know people are asking, and I think they may have asked, "If you're here, can you move that?" You know, that's like a, a request and a communicating, um, uh, and, and a communication. A not, you know, it's obviously it's a response. It's not something uh, that could be malicious or something that uh, you know, as a like a poltergeist activity. So, some of these cases that we're going to cover, as as we mentioned, they are downright terrifying, if if true. But they involve, I mean. We're we're talking about uh, you know the the infamous scratches you know the the yep. very comp- the bites. Uh, let me see. I, what did I, I wrote these down with my with my professional notes. Poltergeist attack. That's what I'd call that. Yeah, poltergeist attack. I have you know not you know pulling and pushing. You know people being pushed mm-hmm. downstairs. You know people being you know pulled thrown against the wall or uh, levitation. And those are things that have happened. Yes, absolutely. Uh, also, you know, also affecting, you know, electrical issues mm-hmm. in the house, causing electrical problems, strange smells, um, even going so far as people claiming to be strangled by yeah. these energies. So to me, that, that uh, as horrifying as it sounds, that sounds like something that is very aware of what it's doing, therefore no, it, it is intelligent. Does that sound... Definitely, a, yeah, definitely a thought there, definitely uh, an agenda you know, when you get into that physical things like the uh, the attacking and the, um, you know, even as little as the scratches are going up to as much as the being choked or held down violently. Now, does that borderline on poltergeist activity? 
along uh, with uh, demonic activity? Oh. You know, is there the levels that reach these? You know, is there, you know, um, just the interaction with things moving or being touched or whatever? You know, the actual attack, poltergeist attack, moving into what is actually a demonic attack. Man, that's a great, that's, you know, I, I thank you for bringing that up because, yes, I did write that down. I usually write down several kind of, well, they're not kind of, they are questions that I want to put forth towards Mike and hopefully spark a little discussion. But that is one that I wrote down. I wrote down demonic slash malevolent in nature. Um, right. As if it is purely an evil energy. You know, it's mm -hmm. from uh, beyond our realm, um, Mike. I'll throw it to you. How 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 can we how can we quantify this? Now there I'm using the word quantify correctly now. Uh like on, on percentage wise. Percentage wise, zero to one hundred percent. Your opinion that this is purely demonic slash malevolent in nature. And there can be differences between malevolent and demonic. Oh, absolutely. Um so we'll stick with demonic. Your 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 guesstimate, your opinion on the percentage chances that this is demonic in nature, poltergeist activity <laughs> that attacks people. I think the uh, the, the attacking and and the the scratching and things like that um, that stays on the level of uh, of the malevolent poltergeist for me. I mean, um, you know, poltergeist can be pretty mild. You know, on one end, and and who knows how nasty they can get on the other. But it's staying with the poltergeist uh, theory. Okay, you know. gotcha. First, but um, you know, the, because also you know me with the de demonic thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. And and longtime listeners know, dingy ding ding. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Well, we all know that the, you know, the literal definition of poltergeist is poltergeist is noisy ghost. I mean, mm -hmm. which kind of you know, implies that it could be Mike, like you said, just some of the the more mundane physical activity that doesn't cause any harm, obviously, and maybe doesn't even cause any fright. Um, I think I would kind of get a little creeped out if I saw something moving on its own and right. maybe <laughs> thrown at my face. Yeah, I think I'd be a little creeped out. You know, and maybe maybe uh, uh, the more activity or uh, maybe violent nature or whatever um of a poltergeist is just um maybe that's all that uh uh hauntings are or whatever it's 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 a a ghost a spirit that is uh either an introvert or an extrovert you get an extroverted spirit that isn't you know a, a poltergeist but you know you get this extroverted you know, I spirit like that, that, that does that does these things. It's like, well, that's just my personality. That's the way I've always been. That's the way I'm always always gonna be. I really like you that. Know? I really so, like that idea or that that notion. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, it's like you know, I'm struggling to get their attention. You know, they're not paying attention yeah. to me in my subtle. Ma so I'm not going to be subtle here. I'm going to actually start you know showing yeah. them that I'm yeah. here. And if they want to call me a poltergeist, yeah, no problem. No, yeah, that's no right. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with labels. Yeah. I'm all right with labels. <laughs> now, um, 
going back like a couple minutes, why did you laugh at me, by the way, when I was talking about demonic malevolent while I was asking you your questions? You started giggling at me like, oh, I did, but I can't remember what it was about. No, yeah. Something Mm. struck me a little funny, but I don't know. Can't remember. Okay. I don't know. It might have been that little curl of hair that's coming out from the front of your cap down on your forehead. Oh, yeah. I got to get rid of that thing. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to see how long I could grow up before anyone noticed. Yeah. So, no. Um, okay, I was just checking. So then that build, hmm. builds my confidence. If I remember what if if I remember, I'll let you know what it was about. I don't know. No, I appreciate that. Just knowing <laughs> that Mike randomly just starts laughing at me in the middle of my question. <laughs> okay. Um, before we dive into these ca- uh, cases, a few more questions I want to ask Mike. I want to talk to you about another one. I wrote down was regarding poltergeist activity. I wrote down unknown human capability. Now, we have talked about, uh, when, we, when we have discussed poltergeist, we have talked about the possibility that this is purely man-made, you know, made by us humans. We are somehow creating this energy right. to manipulate the, uh, the 13-year-old girl going through puberty. That's, you know, that's thing. exactly right. That is exactly yeah. right, because so many mm-hmm. of these researchers say that, you know, particularly that age and that gender, for whatever reason, seems to be connected to several of these poltergeist poltergeist mm-hmm. cases do you think that this is some unidentified unknown uh, is, is it caused by us I'll, I'll put it simply like that is it caused by us well it can be i mean that's you know what we have uh you know a lot of people have a telekinetic uh psychokinesis uh um ability if they know how to use it or or just comes naturally to them to use it um, that could be classified as that, but you know, I'm I'm kind of getting more to the point of you know I'm kind of getting tired of that scientific explanation. You know, down it's like, with well, science. Down. This with is what science. we are going to come up with. There is no such thing as ghosts, so it's got to be us being able to do it with our mind, which is still a, a fantastic phenomena. You know. Oh, but absolutely but yet science science will will accept that as a possible uh, um you know <laughs> that's a reason great, for these things. That's a great point. But too. no, it can't be a ghost. No, but move it with your mind, of course. You know, in some ways it's almost more fantastical thinking of it as being produced by our minds. Right. You know, I mean that says something to the about the power that we have in the physical that we don't even realize. Or want to admit to that, uh, you know, is possible. Have you ever seen the movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats? No, but it sounds like fun. (laughs) Not the movie, just the actual (laughs) act of staring at goats. Well, uh, of course, I'm referring to like the super secret classified military practice of, you know, again, this is alleged stuff, you know, but I think it's pretty much been proven that it that it did happen. You know, mm-hmm. as, as a tactical nature of trying to Absolutely. train people to basically, well, read minds from continents away, you know. Oh, uh, sure. Re- remote viewing. Uh, right. Exactly. You know, which would be a great subject sometime to really do a deep dive into. Oh, that blows my mind. That stuff blows yeah. my mind. But again, that's Ma- like. Major that- Ed Dames uh, would be somebody. Ooh, there'd be somebody to get on the show. I'm frightened by just that that title. That, yeah. that moniker, Major Ed <laughs> Dames. Ooh, I'd be intimidated. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe mm. not. Maybe not. 
People take one look at me and melt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I really don't know why I said that. But again, to me, stop that's... Stop the world. Stop the world. That To me, that's like the idea of remote viewing is damn near just as outrageous, if you want sure. to call it that, as the idea of an afterlife, you know? It's, but the Americans and the Russians and whoever else have had the, if not still have the programs uh, in the military to do yeah. that. It's amazing what we don't know, isn't it? Kind of amazing. Mm. Uh, last but not least, the other one I wrote down, Mike, was supernatural intelligence feeding on stress slash turmoil Otherwise, feeding off of the negative. So not necessarily caused by us, but feeding our negative energy to allow this, whatever you want to call it, to manipulate these physical objects. What do you think about that possibility? Okay, you said giving energy to the entity to do these things? Yes, there there is an energy that is there but on its own, it's not strong okay. enough to do this. But it is right. like it's feeding off of negative vibes, basically. Sure. I mean, I think uh, ghosts, poltergeists, well, we know that. We know that ghosts in general will feed off of the energy of of uh, us or um, mechanical items to, to uh, gain strength. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, you know, that's what feeding off the negative energy is. It's a strong energy that they're going to gain strength from. So it's uh, it's um, in, uh, intelligently done as their plan. Ooh, yeah. It, you know, kind of a they know what they're doing. They they need the energy. They they feel it and they 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 take it if they need it. Yep. I, I like that possibility as well, man. I really do like that possibility. I mean, I don't like the outcomes, but I, you know, yeah. I'm i fascinated by that as being a, a possibility for sure. So, well, Mike, shall well, we you, dive into some of these cases? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead first. No, I was just going to say that, you know, that, you know, there's there's more of the good out there, the good energy and the positive than there is the oh, evil. You know what? Thank you for bringing that up, because that's another thing I wrote down on my professional notes here. I said, and I haven't even read your notes. And I, no, I, I know you haven't. <laughs> Mike is actually remote viewing my notes right there now. There you go. Um, I wrote down, is it possible for a poltergeist to be benevolent? What do you think about that? Mm. <laughs> what a great way. Yeah. What do you think about that? That would be, you know, you know, like poltergeist activity can be, you know, anywhere from, uh, uh, you know, the evil intent kind of uh, freaky out kind of thing to just a mild joking kind of a playful thing that's very true again like if, right? we, if we're thinking that this maybe is just an intelligence an intelligent remnant of a physical yeah. being who once lived here you know and their soul or their subconscious whatever you want to call it, is still remaining mm-hmm. and let's say their personality in real life was that of a of a trickster of a jokester yeah. very poltergeist like activity but doing it as a oh i'm gonna have fun with this look i'm gonna I'm going to tie this person's shoelaces together sure. while they're sitting at breakfast. Sure. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> and then watch them trip and break their neck and die. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hit their head on the, uh, on the granite, uh, countertop in the kitchen. <laughs> Very specific right there. <laughs> oh. Black granite with white say, veins. You, okay. Thank you for, des- for describing that even more. I was just going to ask it. And, you know, I think we've also heard stories, Mike. Well, I know we have 
it, I don't know how familiar we are with, with stories like, like this, but there are tales of like ghostly slash invi- invisible energies like saving people from harm. Oh, sure. Too. So if that was like a, a physical, let's just say for for lack of a better example, let's say someone is pushed by some sort of phantom energy out of the way of an oncoming vehicle that they didn't see or something like that. Now, would that fall under under a poltergeist activity since it is physical in nature? Again, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm every, shrugging every, my shoulders like that because I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, I get it's kind of a, a weird just, question. but Not everything of a physical nature is going to be a poltergeist just because right. it can move something or manipulate something. It's how it's used, how it's manipulated and how sure. things are, are moved. But that's like a more of an angelic, yeah, um, you know, protector, a guardian. Guardian angel. Sure. Yeah. So is it safe to say, are we going to settle on that at the very least, at the least, the, on the scale of harmful, at the very bottom of the scale, they're, they're, they're noisy little pests and they're maybe a jokester at, at, at the worst. And then up at the very high end of the scale, yeah, they they can be capable of strangling yeah. someone like that. So they're definitely are, are we on in are we agreeing here, Mike? Are we settling on that? They're not necessarily good at all, but they but they all but they also can be harmless. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Right. Absolutely. That's that's you know that's what I believe, and and if you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, you know, like we are in death as we are we're in life like we've talked about you know and some are uh, some of us alive are the jokes the jokesters and everything in between up to the really bad guy (laughs) well this and we're all human you know since very briefly we'll go off the subject here very very briefly but that sparked a thought in my mind is it capable of being someone totally different Again, we're just riffing here, and I love right. throwing these questions off of Mike, and we're gonna, you know, throw our ideas off of each other here. Yeah, because you like you like to hear how stupid I sound. No, I like <laughs> I like getting your organic, natural response because, and ninety nine percent ninety nine percent of the time, it makes perfect sense. And I'm like, oh, pretty like, soon yeah. you're gonna get a real organic, natural <laughs> response out of me, and it's not gonna be coming out of my mouth. Well, at least I won't be smelling it. That's for sure, unless we do. Well, that's some... turning my stomach just a little bit and feeling a little. See, now yeah. I lost my train of thought now. So thanks a lot. Okay, I got it. I got it now. <clears throat> I okay. think. I'm ready. I think. Are, are, are we doing a good job, Igor, by the way? No. Okay. No. We're trying. <laughs> um, I think I saw Christopher walking right around the corner the other day. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, what the hell is I going to say? Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> Once off, again. <laughs> off topic, very briefly off topic, but what you said sparked this. Is it possible to be someone totally different? Can you do a 180 personality wise where when you move on from this physical mm. existence? Or are you stuck with what you were when you are died? Are you what you are? Right, exactly. Mm. <clears throat> no, I think there's levels of that too. Um, there's levels in life, there's levels in death. And, and they're mean, all learning. They're like stages of learning. Are they not? Yeah, I mean, of- that's what the entire purpose of living or the other side or whatever side you're on yeah you know uh is it's all a learning experience i mean we learn what we can on earth in our physical forms you learn what you uh 
needed to or what you could at that time and you move on and you learn keep learning in your afterlife i mean why can't you evolve spiritually you can evolve physically i think it almost would be easier to uh, evolve spiritually than it is uh, um you know physically well i mean let's face it i mean even as you know adults mike you know I, for me, and I, I, I'm assuming it's the same for you, you're not the same person you were when you were 20. I mean, you've oh, evolved. Geez. You've I'm changed. I'm not the same person I was when I was 50, uh, yeah, 40. Absolutely. So, I mean, why not, right? I mean, I think you could right. actually, you know. But from what change. from from when I was 20 until right now, just before turning 60, <laughs> I am an extremely different person. It doesn't, it doesn't even seem like the same person, I bet. Hopefully for the better, you know, but... That's just part of the way you you learn and evolve and choose to how you choose your route. So anyway, well, let's dive into these uh, four particular cases, okay? Yeah, are we skipping the Enfield? Yeah, we're going to skip the Enfield because we we've, yeah. co- we've covered that one before. Um, I think it's fake anyway. You do not. <laughs> that one is always know. that one always terrifies me just because you it hear is that terrifying. You have the audio of that. Girl being able to well, if you don't believe it, then she's throwing her voice and she sounds like mm-hmm. a craggly demonic old man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about that one, but uh yeah. I'm leaning towards that being well, I'm not gonna yeah. say it's creepy no well, matter it is. Yeah, very, very famous, famous uh the happening. first one we're covering here, and th- this is thanks to the occultmuseum.com. Got lots of really cool stuff over at theoccultmuseum.com, if you're into this sort of it is. shit, by the way. We're going to start with the Thornton Health Poltergeist. Oh, Mike, I believe you're probably pulling up the same article that I am. Yeah, <clears throat> I have it. Uh, do you want to read through it, or do you want me to fly through it? Um, I I can read through it. Uh, well, Go you for know, it. You, you, you uh, you get tired of reading and spreading your whiny voice. I th- exactly. I I, I, which, I I'm worried you, that people get tired of me reading too much. So I, well, I, no, that's you know you the, the thing that people get tired of is you complaining about yourself. Oh hush hush hush. <laughs> that could very well be true. So I was talking to a very uh, um, uh, a very strong follower of of. Uh, uh, of us and what we do. And, and this person said, you know, he takes away from what he actually is and what he does by, by complaining about himself, because he is the only one that sees him that way. And we don't, which is true. All right. Well, we're done recording. You're gonna have to tell me who told you that. I, I, well, it was my brother. That's why I, I figured that was it. I, I figured. That no, was he it. loves the show so much and he loves what we do individually and together but it's like it's like he patrick you you need to have more confidence in yourself well i believe i i i i portray a an image of confidence i think i come forth fairly strong 90 percent of the time but then like you said it just it's, it's splattered and shattered when the moment <laughs> i say something like that i got you yeah no it's just you because everybody I mean, everybody loves Patrick. Oh, hush. You're going to make <laughs> me blush here. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, go ahead and, uh, and blush. impress us with your fluid reading skills. And yes, make, the, make Thornton, it the Thornton Health Poltergeist. Um, very interesting 
for almost four years, a family in Thornton Health, which must be where they live, uh, England, were tormented by a vicious poltergeist. It began when their radio began to spontaneous, spontaneously turn on during the night, blasting a foreign language station. Now, that's weird. Yeah, the really foreign language that, Things thing. like that, yeah. That's kind of weird and bizarre. Yeah. Uh, during Christmas, an ornament went flying across the room, and their tree started to shake violently. Well, the squirrels. Squirrels! You know. Yep. <laughs> I immediately went um, to Christmas vacation right there. So. Right. Uh, when entertaining guests, they were, there were loud knocks at the door uh, before the door seemingly flung open by itself of its own accord, and all of the lights in the house turned on. Terrified, the family turned to a local medium who confirmed the haunting and told the couple that the name of the poltergeist was Chatterton. This spirit, the meeting told them, had lived in the house during its life and now considered the family as trespassers. Research confirmed that there had indeed been a farmer by the name of Chatterton that had previously lived in the house. Uh, unwilling to share their home, the family moved away and the haunting ended. Interestingly, since then, no other residents have complained of any aggressive spirits or paranormal activity. See, that part, that that's interesting to me. It is. Because why, basically? Why act up with just this one particular family? And yeah. then, you know, seemingly you succeed. I'm referring to the poltergeist here. You succeed in terrifying them enough that they leave Mm-hmm. And because you don't want them there, you you view them as trespassers. You get them out of there, and no one's complained about it ever since. So what's yeah. what is what's the difference there, Mister Poltergeist? What do you think's going on there, Mike? Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Me, me, well, you know, well, it's hard to kind of figure, but because you don't really read of something like that. I mean, I've never read of anything like that. But it, what it means to me is that the people that live there and that the poltergeist was taking offense to is that they had small hands, <laughs> smelled like cabbage. No, no, no. <laughs> Mike, that's I love, all, I'm distracted. That's all I got. I'm distracted by this fly that's on top of your scully right now. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's right on the back here. I haven't noticed. <laughs> it's been walking there. See it? It's right by your headphones now. Now it's on the back of your head again. No, damn oh, well. little piece of shit! <laughs> I tell you, it's nope. that time of the year these flies are driving me nuts too because they're and in their bees. They're in their death throes, and so they're like, "Let us in! Let us in!" Yeah, oh. you sit. You sit outside in your car with your windows open, and there's bees come around too. A lot oh, of bees. No, thank you. Me, no. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, there's you know that of course was a joke. And again, you again though, if but, we're if we're going on like they're intelligent in nature, if we're going on that possibility it, it has to be simply possible that they just didn't like that family they didn't like right. one person they didn't like one aspect about it we we all have people that we don't like oh sure for various reasons you know hopefully not very many yeah but maybe you know why would it not be the same for a spirit it's like right. i don't i don't like you but everyone else who's been here since there's that damn fly get out <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I, uh, I don't mind this guy, so they can stay. You know what I mean? Well, you know, and maybe so much energy was expelled during this time of trying to get rid of this one family that it's it's just lying dormant for a while and just <laughs> this building up its is, energy. Poltergeist is lying on yeah. its back, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. gasping for spiritual 
air. <laughs> if there is such <laughs> kind of like Mike's going to be when he becomes part of the Sally House floor. <laughs> yeah, <it's> the floor. <laughs> well, we joked about it last episode about how <laughs> we yeah. hope Mike doesn't. You know, the reason you're not going to get down on the floor is because you're afraid you won't be able to get up. And right. so, yeah. <laughs> I of course promote yeah. the episode as well. Mike become a permanent fixture of the Sally yeah. House floor. <laughs> Will he become a permanent stain on the floor of the Sally right. House? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm laying there. I can't get up. I can't roll over to either side. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, there's this, this, this horrendously terrifying three-foot-tall little blonde girl <laughs> running across the living room floor. <laughs> Like she wants to play peekaboo with me. <laughs> and you can't do nothing about it. <laughs> Why did uh, I get like an image of like Gulliver's <laughs> Gulliver's travels now with Mike being strapped down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with all these little uh, people climbing all over Mike. I yeah. Know. But with me, uh, it can be ropeless. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just give defenseless. up. <laughs> defenseless. The, most, the, the simplest man to abduct right there. Just Mike doesn't put up a fight at all. <laughs> He's like, this, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> One thing that Don't I did. Don't forget Mike, checkouts at nine. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Anyway. I will add one. I'm going to skip to another article that I found earlier today, Mike, and I'll yes. fly through this um, because the name sounded familiar, but when I read it, I don't recall us ever talking about it, but it's, it's known as the Gray Friars Poltergeist. The Gray Friar. I've heard of the Gray Friar. Yeah, and this, this, all this activity occurred in the Gray Friars Cemetery in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, this real-life poltergeist encounter is all blamed on the the man known as so-called, or the so-called, Bluidy McKenzie. It's B-L-U-I-D-Y. Bluidy McKenzie. Bluidy McKenzie. Well, you know, he wears a kilt. Are you a tinker show? Yes. <laughs> now, this Bluidy McKenzie was a man responsible for the death of 18,000 men who were opponents of Charles II, earning him that bloody nickname. Now, the first encounter occurred in 1999 when a man disturbed the cop, the coffin of Mackenzie in the, in the cemetery to find a shelter. Now, first off, how desperate, how sad is that, that you're, you're trying to seek shelter in a cemetery? I mean, yeah. I hope this man is doing well nowadays. Uh, the homeless man, oh, there we go, homeless man ended up in the tomb during a stormy night when Mackenzie's coffin collapsed. The homeless man quickly bolted, Terrifying a man walking his dog through the cemetery because, you know, why not? You're seeing a guy flee from a tomb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be a fairly startling. <laughs> hey, yeah. sit down, lassie. <laughs> now, <let's see. laughs> now, this first encounter uh, seems to have awoke something in the tomb because ever since then, there have been numerous reports of poltergeist activity. And at one stage, the cemetery ended up closing to public visits. But of course, naturally, a ghost tour was then set up. Of course it was. So that members of the public could then enjoy themselves or enjoy their poltergeist true story experience. And guess what? During these tours, more than 170 people have apparently either passed out or collapsed during <laughs> these tours. Oh, she fainted. <laughs> oh, mark her up. One yeah, sixty-four. Two down. Two down. <laughs> I need to get to two hundred before the end of the new year. Let's go. 
And since then, more than 350 visitors have also been attacked with numerous injuries, including broken bones, have been reported. Now, okay, we we have a good time here. If, you know, if this 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 is wow. I heard that fly. I did too on your sensitive <laughs> right on my mic. <laughs> Man, alive. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Do I have to listen? I just, the, I just saw Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> now, do I have to give uh, the fly co-hosting credit now? Because it's, it's spoken into the microphone. Uh, no, he wasn't invited. So, <laughs> now, uh, like I was saying, you know, we we have fun here on the podcast, you know. And if if these accounts are true. I mean, that is horrible, and that's terrifying. I mean, what the hell's going on there that's causing all these people to pass out and faint? Right. You know, well, let, let alone being attacked. I mean, my God, that's scary. It's all of the way the energy is being used or expelled or whatever. You know, that reminds me, too, uh, very briefly, that's like when Bridget and I went on the uh, the tour of um, uh, Glensheen Mansion up in Duluth. You know? Mm-hmm. And during, oh, Mike, there's a train going by now. And, there and, is. And Enderlin, we got flies, we got trains. Oh, man, what else is next? When Bridget and I went on that tour, the, the, the tour guide mentioned, you know, people having kind of feeling faint during certain times mm-hmm. of the tour and stuff. And, you know, mark it up to whatever you want. But as I've said before, I started feeling lightheaded during that tour at, coincidentally, I don't know, the exact same time another member of, the tour had to sit down on the floor because yeah. she started to feel very faint. So I don't know. Yeah. Is that pure coincidence? I'm not sure about that one. No, I don't believe so. I think there's, well, that's an energy that comes from whatever's going on there. We know that, that Glen Sheen has been reported to be haunted and mm-hmm. um, uh, it's, uh, you know, it would be neat to, to kind of do a study on how many times this has happened you know, just over a period of a year. Yeah. And in what spots, you know, in the, in the mansion. Yeah. Cause if it's, I mean, if, if it's consistently in the same right part of the house, you know, or, I mean, yeah, that'd be really interesting to look at the data, you know, mm-hmm. kind of figure something out there and kind of correlate the two. It's like, Hmm. Did you ever make it up into the attic of Glen Sheen? No. I you know, every time that I've been there, which has only been a couple of times, it's like, well, one of them was COVID and, or, you could go through a, uh, the, you know, kind of a self tour thing. Yeah. And then uh, um, the attic wasn't open during that time. And then the other time, I can't remember why I didn't make it up there, but I've heard it's quite interesting. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm having a brain malfunction. Did, did we get up there? Cause I want to say that it's like, it's a very narrow step up towards the attic and it was really, really hot, really warm. Mm hmm. Oh man, I'm having a brain malfunction. I'll have to ask Bridget if we did make it up there or not. I want to say that we did now because I thought that we had. Uh, well, I won't say anything. If there's any listeners that are in driving distance uh, to Duluth, Minnesota, yeah, or want a good road trip and a, to a beautiful, oh, beautiful part of the country that gorgeous. you would not imagine, but I would definitely uh, suggest Glen Sheen Manor, it's, beautiful mansion. It's right on Lake Superior there. Man. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, Mike, you want to take um, the next poltergeist encounter here? Do you have that one pulled up? I shouldn't say poltergeist encounter, but alleged poltergeist attacks. 
Yes, we are talking about the South Shields poltergeist. You are correct, sir. Uh, let's see. The South Shields poltergeist terrorized a family in the summer of 2006. It would stack chairs, open cabinets, slam doors, uh, like many other reported poltergeist cases. This one was unique, however, in what that it seemed to fixate on and possess children's toys. Now, that's frightening. Yeah. It's like, what? what is it about children's toys that yeah. this thing is just so enamored with? Well, it's like the Sally's Sally house up in her bedroom. Yeah. That's uh, we gotta spend some time up there and <clears throat> put the toys in a circle and everything like people do. Oh, um, I know, I know. Anyway, the couple found such things as a rocking horse hanging from the ceiling and a stuffed animal holding a box cutter. Yeah. Hmm. Now how can that happen? And that's also uh dangerous. Hello. Um But they don't have opposable thumbs or <laughs> they just got like uh Mike, like a, Mike, like a filled mitten on the. I have to correct you all the time. It's <laughs> disposable thumbs. Okay, disposable. disposable. Yes, I'm joking. Come on. I was gonna say, boy, you're sounding like me all the time. <laughs> it's a joke. It's just an optimal delusion. <laughs> I like that one too. Optimal yeah. delusion. Uh, okay. And one night there was a barrage of flying toys and thirteen scratches. 13 scratches mysteriously hmm. yeah mysteriously appeared on the husband's back see that's the kind of poltergeist activity that we are going to be wondering about at the sally house is that going to happen because that's there, definitely a getting scratched well there have been alleged occurrences of that happening right and that's sally what i'm house. wondering is it going to happen to us i mean again maybe i mean what on one hand i would absolutely love it because I that'd be one hundred ninety-five thousand percent exactly. proof right yep. there. But at the other, on the other hand, it would be, oh my god, shattering almost. Because it's like you're getting attacked by something you yeah. can't see. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, and have no control over. No control. Terrifying. Except the fact that I'm going to bring triple antibiotic ointment. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Just in case. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, and I'm going to bring a defibrillator just for you, too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, just bring a dozen donuts. I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but then the fact that it's 13 scratches, you know, is that coincidental or is it? Yeah, I don't know about here, that. Unlucky you know. 13, man. But some people yeah. say 13 is lucky. So who knows? You never know. Anyway, the poltergeist would write threatening messages on a whiteboard and even send text messages to the couple. Hmm. They That's got a Verizon bizarre. on the other side. That is bizarre. I mean, we've talked about yeah. phantom phone calls you right. know, in the past and stuff, and but being able to manipulate yeah. a modern yeah. cell phone to send a text message. Oh, they keep up with technology. Yeah. They might just they might just have to look at the phone and think it, and there it is. That's right, exactly. I mean, we don't know how advanced they are. Exactly. Um usually stating its plan to kill them. That's what he does on the this does on the messages um paranormal researchers confirmed the haunting and thought and although the names of the couple were never released we can only hope that they found a new place to live yeah again this was the south shields poultry guys you know and these are all alleged you know these are what the these people claim to have experienced i mean Again, not to I'm not putting a damper or downer on anything right there, but sending text messages that could have been done, 
simply as a, as a hoax, you know, and then right. I didn't do that. A ghost did it, you know, so yeah. I mean, anyone mm-hmm. can do that. We're not saying that's the case, but it wouldn't be fair for us to not mention that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this next one here, the pont, the pont fract poltergeist. I, I think, I think the E Ponte is silent. Would you say it's Ponta or just Pont? Pontifract, Ponte, Pont, Pontfract. Yeah, who knows? Your guess is as good as mine the on Pontfract that one. Pontfract poltergeist. Now, this is believed to be the soul of a monk who was killed during the 16th century and is thusly nicknamed the Black Monk. This poltergeist mm. haunted a family in the 1970s as, and is considered to be the most violent poltergeist in European history. And of course, since it was the most violent poltergeist in European history, the family nicknamed it Fred. <laughs> So, Family nicknamed their ghost pal Fred. Yep. Okay. And Fred would often leave puddles on the floor. Puddles, <laughs> puddles of what we do not know. Um, throw objects and smash eggs. Not all of Bastard. Fred's. I know. <laughs> damn you, Fred. Uh, not all of Fred's actions were so harmless, however, as it is also claimed that he physically assaulted some of the residents. Yeah, and this is where it gets serious and creepy. He carried claimed to have carried the 12-year-old daughter, Diane, up the stairs by her neck, leaving a bruise in the shape of a handprint when he was done. Utterly terrifying, if that's true. Uh, Fred also attempted to strangle Diane with an electric cable. The family's neighbor, Carol, also claims to have met and spoken to Fred, and that's odd, saying that Fred detests anyone who lives in that house. The house is now empty, and Carol says that Fred promised to get rid of anyone who lives in that house within 12 months of them moving on. That's very specific. Why did Fred say 12 months? I mean, just Mm. why why not, you know, forever? Putting a timeline on there. Yeah, he's, hey, they got, these poltergeists are busy. They're on a schedule, you know? (laughs) But, you know, in all sincerity, if that really happened, how horrifying and traumatic for that poor girl. My God, can you imagine, Mike, being strangled by an invisible force? Sure, and I would, I would definitely name sure. that force Fred. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Seriously. God damn it, Fred! At least you could be, you know. Uh, well, I, I was going to say something really nasty there, but I stopped. Lighten up, Fred. Yeah, right. Exactly. Lighten up, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> uh truly terrifying. Again, with all these, we're we're giving you the very brief uh, summaries here of these cases. We highly encourage you guys, if you're interested, to you know do do some research yourself into all these cases. Uh, finally, the last example we have for today for this episode is Esther Cox's poltergeist. Esther Cox's poltergeist. Now, Esther Cox lived with her two sisters and her sister's husband in 1878 when she claimed to begin, or she began to be tormented by violent poltergeist. It started to disturb her in, in her sleep, causing her body to swell <laughs> what too much ham <laughs> no that's you that's this you. <laughs> that's what happens to me but i'll never quit eating ham i love yeah. it yeah is it a poltergeist or ham yeah you decide it's a slab of well-smoked ham <laughs> canadian bacon salt um, added <laughs> it's that salt man it's all about the salt soaked in a uh, thick brine anyway go ahead <laughs> that's good that's fine now, when Esther's family came to investigate, they found that Esther's blankets were stuck to the walls and efforts to try to remove them were fruitless. Now, but how it, the hell does that happen? Yeah, but it says here that eventually the spirit let them go, the blankets. Yeah. 
One night, Esther's physician, Dr. Karit, Kariti, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, was observing her sleep when her pillow began to move from underneath her head. Gophers. <laughs> um, gophers, yeah, sure. <laughs> Mice. Uh, he tried to stop it, but the poltergeist was too strong on the wall. The doctor claims to have seen an invisible hand carving the words, Esther Cox, you are mine to kill. It was only when the poltergeist started started setting fires that Esther left the house finally to try and rid herself of the spirit. But unfortunately, that attempt was in vain as the poltergeist followed her to the local inn where it there reportedly stabbed Esther in the back with the innkeeper's son's pocket knife. Now, Mike finds that funny. <laughs> Excuse me, innkeeper's son. But could I borrow your pocket knife for just a moment? <laughs> who's asking me that? I don't see yeah, anybody who's telling me, but I shall hold up my pocket knife to see if an invisible hand grabs it. Just don't my stab anybody. My name is Fred the Manaki Maniacal Poltergeist, and I need your knife. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'll have it back post-haste. <laughs> 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 no harm, no foul. Uh, let's see here. Now, eventually, Esther met with a Walter Hubble who, <sighs> who suggested that they make a show of the hauntings. Well, of course, there you oh, go. Walter of course. did. Unfortunately, the spirit lay dormant when in front of crowds. Of course, it did. and But it continued to torture <laughs> Esther off stage. This well, is like, you won't do it when anybody's watching, but when I'm out yeah. alone, oh, good Oh, Lord. goodness gracious, great balls of fire. It's just like that damn frog who never sang for, for Bugs Bunny. You remember that? That cartoon? <laughs> Swore uh, yeah. that thing sang like, you know, Frank Sinatra songs to Bugs, but yeah. the moment he got oh, him on yeah. stage, it stopped. Mm -hmm. Now, when the show failed, Esther started working for a court clerk named Arthur Davidson. That wasn't that was until Davidson's barn burned down, a crime he actually blamed Esther for. When Esther told the judge that it wasn't her, it was only her terrorizing poltergeist that set fire to the barn, the judge laughed, convicted her of arson. And it's not clear <laughs> when or why, but it seems that this ghost tired of Esther. Because one day it just let alone left. <laughs> so there you go. Well, she's like, well, dang it, I'm not going to jail again. I'm going to quit that crap. Now, again, we, we we have fun here. We said it over and over again. We're not, we we are not, uh, God, what's the term I'm looking for here? I don't want to say patronizing. We're not making fun of these cases if they actually happen. Because if all this stuff is real, it is utterly, it is beyond description as how terrifying that is. Um, And I buy it. I get into stuff like that, man. You know, we, we can't, we're not mocking it. We really aren't, but we're just having a good right. time. Uh, Mike, how much do you buy into some of these accounts? I'll just ask you oh, for that out. I, you know, I can buy into every single one of them to a certain degree. I mean, it doesn't mean that they were as uh, um, horrific as they the story was told. <clears throat> they could have been embellished a bit where, you know, things happen. It's like, sure. oh, you can deal with that easy enough. But, boy, we got to embellish a bit so we have it's more exciting to read <laughs> yeah, but that you. doesn't mean that these things actually cannot happen well and some of these things you know okay uh back we'll backtrack a little bit here what got us down this road for poltergeist as a poltergeist attacks as a topic was i originally suggested mike the the um island of magie in northern ireland the island magie 
witch trial poltergeist. And this right. took place in the 1700s. And this actually, you know, this ended up in an unsolved murder, for God's sakes. Um, and it involved some crazy alleged poltergeist activities during these witch trials. And so that kind of got us going down this path here. And so, But stuff like this, yes, it could be embellished. Yes, the legend grows, could grow as the years go by, you know. But something happened originally mm-hmm, to spark right. these crazy, bizarre stories. Exactly. So you can't ignore that. You simply cannot do that. I mean, I guess that's kind of our argument that we repeat over and over and over. But Right. Well, even if it was half of the story is true. That's still saying quite a bit. Good point. It is. You know, you know. So go ahead and take some embellishments uh, along with it, and you can, you know, think for yourself what might be true or not. Um, but we weren't there. We'll never know. We could talk to, you know, whoever, read whatever article, but we're we're still never going to know. But, um, you know, just take even a a quarter of it. And know that something happened. Well, Mike. Um- we got to wrap it up here in a few minutes. This has been great, man. Again, this shit, these, sorry, sorry for swearing everybody. This, these just fly by and it always amazes me how enjoyable they are <laughs> as far they as, are. I mean, I shouldn't say amazes me, yep. but not to toot my own horn, but this is a shout out. Well, do to, it for once. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, this is a shout out <laughs> to your brother, Steve. Should I be yeah. arrogant then? Should I say this was no. man alive? We're awesome. That was easy peasy. No problemo. We weren't even prepared. And look at what we did. No, I'm not going to yeah. do that because that's not. Me. We're too humble for that. Very, very much so. But you just, you just have to realize that you are. There's more to you than what you give yourself credit for. I'm more than five seven. Oh, <laughs> five seven and one sixteenth. Yes, Yay! I am taller than five seven. Yay! That just made my day. Um, no, but uh, Steve. Steve said that as a. Uh, I hope Steve doesn't mind me talking about this on the air. But no, I'm sure. It's, uh, it, it, um, my brother is a very wise and uh, uh, um, seeing type person. He can. He's well, like an empathic enough to know that you are putting more negativity on you than what uh, what you deserve. I hear you. I know. I, I, I got you. And I appreciate that. I appreciate Steve. Yeah. Uh, you're an awesome supporter of the podcast. Uh, we're glad that you find this entertaining and informative <laughs> somewhat. He does. <laughs> All right. Got to get this out of the way. The necessary evil guys. If you enjoy the podcast and you've made it this far, chances are you do enjoy the content. Uh, and you want more? Check us out on our Patreon page is just growing by leaps and bounds we have over 250 exclusive posts there including over 50 exclusive patreon episodes stuff you won't hear anywhere else except over on the patreon i've been i've returned to the arduous task of recording and posting the old archived episodes from the alternate Route podcast and as far back as the non as nonsense cast radio days mike um, I posted our 2014 and 2015 Halloween spooktacular episodes yes. from back in the day. They're so much fun to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, and this is the truth. I am being hard on myself. My God, I come across as obnoxious sometimes in those <laughs> episodes. But um, they're entertaining. They're so much fun. Bridget and Mike saved the day, and hopefully I'm okay too. But tons and tons of old archived episodes, exclusive video, audio content from 
our own personal paranormal investigations. You can go check out all the EVPs we've captured. Just crazy, fun, weird, bizarre stuff that we can't explain. Creature feature episodes, break commentary and breakdown episodes of paranormal programming. We're talking ghost adventures, ghost hunters, or just even famous alleged cryptid paranormal video like the Patterson film or, you know, Skinny Bobby. You all know Skinny Bob, <laughs> the alien back in the day. Mike finds him hilarious. So um Yeah, it was it was kind of fun talking about Skinny Bob because here I am, fat Mike, <laughs> talking about Skinny Bob, and it was pretty good. Hey, it was a good counterbalancer. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gotta have that balance. <laughs> I, I've simplified the tiers. I removed one of the tiers. So you can sign up for as little as one buck. You have exclusive con uh, uh, access to exclusive content, including our Patreon exclusive pop culture podcast, Retro and Randoms. We have 10 episodes of those. Already recorded and posted and available on Patreon. Mike and, and I talk are, about fun. Oh my gosh, those are fun. That's complete 180 of what we do. It is nothing paranormal at all. It's just all movies, television, music, all the stuff that we just enjoy and love. And yeah, we really let loose on there. Mike was drunk during episode three, so that was pretty good. So <laughs> yeah, but see, that was uh, pulling out the beer one time out of. Yeah, I know. Boy, I, I am almost pretty much a non-drinker i know you are i know you are i'm very very proud of you it's awesome yeah, except yeah except when you know you and i are together on, and on I, a, uh, you, you weren't know. drunk we were both feeling good though we were yeah, both feeling yeah. good and that was after a day where we marched through like 200 yards of five oh, foot tall cornfields yeah. or wherever the hell it was yeah we needed to we yeah yeah tick infested weeds <laughs> mike got like eight you, ticks and i got none oh nine i got nine hey there's video of that of mike and i sweating Ugh. and walking through that field so hey that's worth a dollar yeah, right there at least there, yeah at least there's no uh, video footage of me finding that first tick <laughs> scream like a little girl and you know i, I will say it. i will say a, again a giant shout out and thank you to pandora blackthorn uh she's going to get her podcast up and running again her and her husband uh moved recently they've been living in a hotel, I was just messaging her last night about stuff like this, and um, she's going to get back to recording her podcast, and I highly recommend you guys go check that out. Pandora's, ah, I, I apologize, I can't pull the name, but I know the word carnival's in it. <laughs> I know that. Mm. Go check it out. It's great. Um, if you enjoy our content, you'll love Pandora Blackthorn's podcast. And we should, yeah. But I wanted and we shall I, look, oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Sorry. The reason I brought that up, because she signed up for, yes, I put it up there just for the point zero 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 one chance someone would sign up for it. There's a $35 tier that you can sign up for and you get hoodies, t-shirts, if you want, mugs, all sorts of great merchandise, Paranomaly Zone merchandise, and of course, access to everything else. And big time, thank you for Pandora for signing up for that. That is awesome. Yes. But again, you can get access to all sorts of cool stuff for just one so done yeah. done with the plug huh. yeah L looking forward to having her on the show again someday 100 100 well mike just like that we're over an hour and uh, i gotta run man thanks for making this work yeah i gotta run too i don't know where or how well because i don't run anymore i was gonna but say you're I... probably gonna walk but that's okay <laughs> find okay. my cane next to me here well you, if yes, you guys... go ahead mike go ahead Every, everything's great i'm yes we are enjoying the the uh, end of another wondrous podcast episode. I would definitely hope so. And I agree with you. Definitely. This has been a blast. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about poltergeist? So what are your theories yeah. on what's going on there? We love hearing your feedback. Um, it's that's what we're here for. I mean, we're doing this because we love it, but 
it makes it that much more rewarding when you guys kind of interact with us. Yeah. So we appreciate it's, it. It's the whole family setting. Oh, by the way, I did just post a weird video that Bridget's best friend, Shauna, just shared with us about some odd stuff happening at her house there. She yeah. recorded this short little, she said it went on for like eight minutes, she, but she only posted like 10 seconds of it. But, uh, well, I'll just tease it at that. Go check it out on, on our Patreon page. It's, is it ghostly? Huh? What was your vibe, Mike? I think you thought it was kind of ghostly. Yeah, it looked a little ghostly to me. Very, very ghostly. It's creepy and it's kind of weird, but cool at the same time. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. You knew where you were. This was the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, strange, and the mysterious. Until next time, Mike, where do our what do our paranormal pals need to do? Find a peaceful way back to reality. Okay. And, and peace out. <laughs>